Hello and welcome to Cougars Insider. I'm Jordan Smith. On tonight's episode, we're going to have a little conversation about something that's been bugging me personally, and I know a lot of players, coaches, teams feel the same way. And that's cages. BC Hockey mandated full face shields last year for this upcoming season for Junior B and Junior B only. They didn't take a swing at BCHL, just Junior B. And even last year when it first came to the forefront and we were starting to discuss it, there was a few concerns about how this was being done and why. We never really got the official stance from BC Hockey. They just said safety. And then there were some rumors going around about it'll lower insurance costs, save money, etc., But another problem that we had last year was the four-man officiating system. I, along with a couple of my colleagues, voiced some displeasure with the officiating last year. And not the quality of officiating, but the fact that the officials weren't able to do their jobs properly because they were alone. And a lot of stuff was getting missed behind the play, which is inevitable in the three-man system. So we voiced our displeasure with the three-man system, and lo and behold, BC Hockey brought in four-man system, and they did it very quickly. And it worked well. In the years past, we've had a three-man system for most of the year, and then up to playoff time, we start getting the four-man system, so that way the referees can kind of get the rust off. They have to do their job a little differently when there's two referees on the ice, and then we go into playoffs with a four-man system. We were under the impression that the four-man system was permanent. And then this year, we didn't hear anything different until game number one of the regular season, and sure enough, there's only three sets of stripes on the ice. There was a few teams that voted on it, and it was at one of the the meetings, and there's a few teams that voted against it. And the only reason that I can see is cost. Fair enough, you don't want to fork out extra money. Running a junior B team is far than a profitable venture. We all know that. It's, it's a passion project, and if you don't have to spend the money, then don't. But this is not the place to cut corners. And BC Hockey trying to put a band-aid on the air quotes safety by forcing players to wear cages this year has actually made things worse. One thing that I mentioned last year when I first found out about the cages is, are the hits going to become higher? Are the sticks going to come up? Are the fists going to come out? Is it going to be head check after head check? And a lot of people whether they were playing devil's advocate or believed it, said, no, this is just safety. You know, no more sticks to the face, no more pucks to the face. It's safer. It'll make the game better. And we're a few weeks into the season now, and I can unequivocally say that it hasn't worked. The whole situation is completely bombed, and the cages need to go away and go away now. The leagues have challenged it. Apparently it's going through the courts, however long that takes. But for right now, we're wearing cages. And we are seeing head injuries, concussions, uh, massive, huge high sticks, slashes, all that kind of thing to the head at an unprecedented rate this season. And there's a few reasons for it. Cages. It makes players feel invincible. It makes a younger player that maybe wouldn't 
throw a check to that six foot four, two hundred and ten pound defenseman that's twenty years old. But now there's no consequences for their actions. There's not enough referees on the ice to call the plays behind the play. And there's no enforcer role anymore because you can't do anything about it when somebody's wearing a cage. So now we're getting these flagrant, vicious high hits from players that would not normally do it because now they feel invincible. And the players that would throw those dirty hits on occasion and have a history of it, doing it even more. We had an incident at a game already this season where a player hit another player. It was, in my opinion, assault. I'm not going to name names. If you're around the VI, you know what hit I'm talking about. And as far as I'm concerned, that kid should be in handcuffs. Maybe a civil suit. And if they weren't wearing cages, he may have thought twice about throwing that hit because one of the bigger kids on the other team may have come up and punched him in the mouth. And I know a lot of players, uh, especially from my generation, grew up in hockey where fighting was a normal thing. And a lot of people think, oh, fighting's violent. It's not necessary. I disagree. I think fighting is necessary. And I'm not just saying that as somebody who was a fighter. I mean that there needs to be some sort of law on the ice that is not written in a book and a guy with a whistle that has to enforce. There has to be some sort of enforcement on the ice to take away this invincibility from these cowardly players that are attacking other players' heads. In a conversation with Lee Stone after the game against Victoria, he told me that five of his players, maybe even more now, have concussions. And this was four games into the season. There's players that have said on social media that they've been hit in the head more times this year than their entire career combined. I just went through my email and I saw about a half a dozen suspensions for head checks already. And I don't even know if there was that many at all last year. There may have been, but we're only two and a half, three weeks into the season and we're already getting a ton of head check suspensions. Now, I did have a conversation with Mark Barry about this. He came and jumped on my broadcast the other night, and we had a little conversation about the four-man system, or the lack of it, and the cages. And we're going to cut to that in just a minute, and I want you to have a basically my perspective. And this is my personal perspective. This has nothing to do with the Victoria Cougars. It has nothing to do with VIJHL or Junior B in general. This is just me. I've been around this league a while. I've watched hockey my whole life. And as soon as you put cages on these kids, because at the beginning of junior career, they are kids. They're still 16 years old. And when they're coming out of junior B, they're men. The difference between a 16-year-old and a 20-year-old man is drastic. And these are kids and men that are playing on the ice at the same time. And when you get a 16-year-old punk who thinks he's tough because he's wearing a cage running players twice his size because he feels fearless. All it does is lead to serious injuries. And if BC Hockey is going to use that BS nonsense that cages are for safety, they need to give their head a shake. Because this is making things worse. And I don't know if they're paying attention or if they're sticking their head in the sand and just hunkering down because this is the hill they want to die on. Out of every single team 
in this province, save for one, they don't want cages. And that one team messed it up for the rest of us. Now, if he wants to mandate that his team wear cages, fine. That's his choice as an owner. But forcing it down the throat of all three leagues in BC with no consultation and little to no research as far as we can tell because clearly they didn't think about the high hits becoming a problem. It doesn't work. And the referees, I am definitely not blaming the referees. It is very difficult for one referee on the ice to get a handle of these men in a game that's violent and has no enforcement. The players aren't afraid of a two-minute penalty. They are afraid of getting punched in the mouth. But as soon as you put that cage on, that fear goes away, and now all of a sudden you've got a bunch of fearless cowards running at players' heads. That needs to stop. These cages need to go away now. You're going to see nothing but more injuries, and they're going to get worse. We've already seen one of the better players in this league get hit, a vicious high hit that put him out. He's still out. And all we saw was a three-game suspension. That's nothing. So the referees need help. The cages need to go away. And these cowardly, borderline criminal checks need better punishment. If you're going to take fighting out of the game, the punishment needs to come off the ice. When a player gets hit in the head and they miss two, three, four weeks because they have a massive concussion and you're taking away a couple of games from the player that hit them, that's wrong. And the leagues need to give their head a shake. BC Hockey needs to give their head a shake and Hockey Canada needs to get involved. If you want cages, it has to be done everywhere, not just Junior B and BC. And there needs to be systems in place that keeps these kids safe. Stricter punishment for bad hits, more referees on the, heist, uh, on the ice to see the hits, because I've seen a couple of nasty hits that the referee didn't, because they can't see through other people. Or they're watching the play advance up the ice, and the hit comes behind the play. That's just the nature of the game. You cannot blame the referees for that. I have seen some really good officiating early on in the season where they trying to crack down on that high hitting but it's just getting out of hand and these players that are throwing these hits are not feeling any consequences there's no consequences on the ice from players on the other team whether it be dropping the mitts slugging it out the cages are making them fearless a two minute penalty here maybe a ten minute maybe it's bad and the referee saw it and you get a five. Oh well a goon on the other team took out the other team's top player. That sure will have an effect in the standings, but at this point, I don't care. These players are getting hurt, and they're at a part an age in their life where a serious concussion, a neck injury, a back injury can ruin their life. And BC Hockey is not showing any signs of caring. They need to step up. They need to fix the four-man system and make it mandatory. I don't care if teams don't want to pay the bill. And they need to make these cages go away or have another system in place to punish these players that are hitting the heads. 
Now we're going to jump over to the conversation I had with Mark. It's a little more jovial than this. We'll come back in just a minute, have a conversation with Mark, and then we'll sign off. And Mark, you made the travel down. Yeah. You came down, you were going to watch, and Tom's not here, so you... So you I, jumped into the box and took his spot. <laughs> I wormed my way into the broadcast. That's but it, originally you wanted to just have a chat yeah. in the first intermission uh, about a few changes this year. So why don't we start with maybe the less controversial of the two topics. And we only have three officials on the ice. I thought last January that this was resolved and that we were going to a four, four-man system, not just for the playoffs, but going right through. But apparently that wasn't the case. With the other issues, with the cage, with the, the high hits, and I saw it last night, and I am not blaming the officials. I'm watching uh, Kyle Rayner call the game. He's busy behind the play because two guys are, are duking it out as the play's going to the other end of the ice. He, you can't expect the referees to be able to catch stuff. If they're up in the front of the play watching the play, then there's nonsense going on behind. We've seen far too many injuries Never mind the cages and the high hits. We've seen far too many injuries as a result of the one referee system. And then everybody gets upset with the referee because he didn't see it. Even just go down to the glass. You can't see through players. You need that extra set of eyes that can call the game. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever that you play midget hockey with four officials. You play junior A with four officials, but you play junior B with three and arguably junior b is the most difficult to officiate uh, out of all the three so i I just don't get this it's time to just do it if we're talking safety we're talking about keeping these boys safe do it i mean i i can hear a bunch of excuses as to why we don't do it 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 just doesn't make any sense it's a cost thing i know it's a cost thing you know you look at that that extra official probably cost you twenty five hundred twenty six hundred dollars through the course of a regular season but you lose a star player. You lose two star players. Never mind the fact that you've just lost points on the standings. It impacts young men. And I think it's just time for us to either, I was going to say something that you can't say on the air, but <laughs> uh, or get off the pods. Yeah. Either we go with a three-man system or we go with a four-man system. But, you know, every year it's we do three until January, then we go to four. I think it's time that if the leagues, and I know it's an issue with the three junior B leagues, if they can't get it right, maybe this is where BC Hockey should step in and just say, you know what, four officials. You know, I try not to get political, but this is just so frustrating to watch. And, you know, I saw it a couple of seasons ago. I saw Braden Syrah go down with a nasty hit. Maybe it would have happened anyway, but that second official stopped behind the play. They can nip it in the bud right at the beginning of the game. Some of the best games I've seen in this this league have been where the referee has put a lid on things in the first five minutes of the game. And then they go out and they play hockey just the way they're supposed to. At the end of the day, these are still teenagers and emotions can kind of get the better of them. And hockey's an emotional game. These guys are all pumped full of adrenaline. It's a game where the idea is to hit somebody else. And if you don't have somebody... It's a violent game. it, It is. And if you don't have somebody in authority that puts controls in place at the beginning of the game and says there's consequences for doing this kind of thing it gets out of hand we see teams in the past i've even seen it this year where penalty trouble gets out of hand because you know emotions run high and the referee loses control of the game if there's two referees you're not going to get those 
those things behind the play when the players think they're not going to get caught because the referee's distracted somewhere else. And even just having the second referee on the ice, the players will be a little more cognizant of that, and they'll say, okay, well, maybe I won't do something stupid because I'm going to get caught. Like, I watched it last year when we went to the four system, that the nonsense behind the play stopped because you had a referee right there watching it while the other one's at the other end of the ice. Now, I know there's going to be people that say, oh, well, you know, then you run into these problems where the junior uh, referee doesn't call anything because he's always looking at the senior referee to call anything. That's fine-tuning. That's training. That's the type of stuff you iron out. But the bottom line is one referee cannot see the entire ice. The game's changed. It's faster. It's harder hitting. And now with the cages, these guys are just flying at each other. And uh, you know what? We just got to get a lid on this. Anyway. And, and you did mention the cages. And we've both been vocal about the cages ever since the announcement was made about a year ago. It's been talked and talked and talked and podcast to death. But now that we're a dozen games into the season for all the teams combined, it's becoming apparent that the cages are doing more harm than good. Yeah, and, and, and see, I just want to clarify my position on the cages. I could go either way, I, and I get where the players are coming from, and I get the safety side of it. To me, I, and I said this from day one, sure, if you put the cages in, that's fine, but you know what's going to happen. You, every jurisdiction has done it. It's happened. The sticks come up. The hits come up. So what are you going to do about it? And, and they did nothing. Yeah, they, they haven't changed the there, way they call the game. There's no direction to the officials, and, and, and you can you can say what you want, but I've watched every game. I've listened to the KI guys talk about what's going on. I just heard some stuff from the PJ guys, and it's every game. So it's not one referee not, not abiding by whatever directive might have come out. It's everybody. So the communication's not there. We really have to get a lid on it because you watch the game, and as the game progresses, the hits get higher because nothing's happening. And again, I'm not blaming the referees. They need direction. They need support on this. But it's got to come from somewhere. We've got to nip this. You know, Ken Dryden's talking. He's been on a crusade about this. He's, he's right. No high hits, period. Right? And that's something we should be doing with or without the cages. But the cages have just made this worse because there's invincibility. Now, you don't have to worry about it. You're a small guy. You don't have to worry about it. Nobody's going to fight you. And you saw, I saw the tweet from a VI veteran who said, you know what, the other night I got elbowed in the head three times. I don't think I've been elbowed three times in, in, since I came into the league two, three seasons ago. And you're seeing that. The hits are getting higher. And My position personally, and this has nothing to do with the Cougars or the league anyways, I personally think the cages are a terrible idea, but I would be okay with the cages if the directive came from Hockey Canada, not BC Hockey, came from Hockey Canada, and they made it the rule for everybody. Exactly. Not it, just one league in one province. What what uh, makes the safety of a 17-year-old different because they're playing in a different league under the same banner? If anything, it's more dangerous to play in the CHL because the players are bigger and faster. Yeah, granted, the skill's higher, but at the same time, they're still bigger and if faster. it's a safety <laughs> issue for 17-year-olds, yeah. it doesn't matter to me what league they're playing in. I don't know. It's one of those situations where... It seems like it was an idea that came from a good place, but yeah. implemented very poorly. Well, and that's it. It's all about the implementation. Whether or not you agree with the rule or not. Like, nobody wanted, they scoffed at helmets in the first place when it came in. You're going to scoff at new procedures. You may disagree with them, and you may be right. But the bottom line is, when you bring in a new procedure, you look at what could happen. You look at the, the, uh, the follow, the potential follow, and you have a plan. I don't see a plan. I just see... 
we're going to roll out cages because of safety. It almost seems like the the old AHL days when the NHL was imposing rules on the AHL for experimentation purposes. Do you remember the three-foot-wide blue lines mm-hmm. and things like that where they just kind of throw a bunch of random stuff at the wall and see what's stuck? Right now, kids are getting hurt. There's been more high hits that have led to injuries. You were talking about uh, Frank. He's not here tonight. Cole Gardner. Cole Gardner. Um, There's a number of uh, players out there right now that are playing that aren't at 100% already this season. Yeah, this is only game number four. Uh, I can think of at least two or three Storm players that might be in the lineup that aren't at 100%. And this is awfully early in the season for that. And Just before the Frank incident, I had just said a minute before that uh, Campbell River trainer uh, Elizabeth Cudmore is already busy this season. It's going to be a long, long season for her. And then with 4.2 seconds left in the game, that unfortunate incident happens, and there really was no need for it. Dawson Frank wasn't even in the play, so it's just uh, it's just something that we have to address. I sound like a homer, but I I don't care what, whose kid it is, no. what what jersey they're wearing. Uh, when I see what saw what I saw at three games, <laughs> that's that's not good. So I think I still think that we're going to see more fallout from that uh, that particular one. But I, I, I you know. I was talking to somebody, and they, they said in the BCHL they've got a, a new board. I think Brad Lazarowicz uh, heads it, and it's on head contact. And, you know, somebody was saying that if this hit had happened in the BCHL, you're looking at 11 games right out of the gate. But to me, it's not it, – it, it, calling the penalty after the hit, the kid's still hurt. I, I think that what you need to do is That's we putting need to a address. Band-Aid after the gunshot's right. already gone through. We need to address game management. This yeah. is about game management, and 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 really, the best referees in the in anywhere manage the game yeah. because you could call everything if you wanted to, and there'd be no flow. A good referee knows when to call them yeah. and when not. Picks and to. chooses the stuff that's good, and, and that's what good. I like about the four-man system too, because you can partner up a senior official with a junior official and and act as a mentor and then we end up with better officiating you know we throw these poor kids out here i just well this is a development league for players but it's also a development league for officials and a lot of the people are expecting you know these nhl caliber officials that have got 20 years of experience but a lot of the times these referees are not much older than players and they're still learning too so having having the second official on the ice one one that may be newer and one that's got some experience together. It just leads to better officiating as a whole. Yeah. Going back to Frank, there was a three-game suspension you said as of right now. Do you think Frank's going to miss more than three games? Uh, yeah, I think uh, at the very, very earliest, he'd be over a week. See, That's just, that's just the that's just standard protocols. I proposed an idea for serious hits a while ago, and obviously I'm just a broadcaster. Nobody really cares. But I wanted to kind of float it by you and see what you think. Is I think serious uh, head contacts or check from behind penalties where it leads to a serious injury where the victim misses, you know, one, two, five, ten games, whatever. The person who threw the hit should receive the same number of games out as the injured player plus. So in, if... Let's say Frank misses three games and the suspension's for three games. The player that hit him, should that should be six. You miss every game that the player you hit misses from injury, and then you get your suspension. Yeah, as long as you've got a system in place for the coaches not to play around with that. Because, you know, you know. No, I see what you mean. Obviously, there there obviously (laughs) needs to be a little more behind it. But at the same time. But I think there's something to that. It's a little frustrating when, you know, a kid serves a three-game suspension while your star is out for a month and a half. 
I'm like again, we're we're uh, putting a band-aid on on yeah. it after the fact. It, to me, it's just we've got to get a, a lid on this. And and like I say, when I make my criticisms, I'm not talking about the referees. I have the highest respect for the referees in our league. By and large, they do a great job under very difficult circumstances. Mark Berry made some very good points. Cages may be the helmets from the past. Brought in helmets. There was a big uproar. They stuck around. Visors, same idea. They stuck around. Maybe cages are that next generation. Maybe cages are the transition to make the game safer. It's possible. In fact, it's likely. But it was implemented so poorly that kids are getting hurt because of negligence from suit and ties sitting behind a desk. I'm not trying to make anybody overly upset. I'm just trying to push the ball forward because kids are getting hurt playing a game that they love. Maybe somebody will listen to my words and they'll rethink their thoughts on the cages. Maybe somebody will listen to my words and be upset with what I've said. It's not really my goal. My goal is to push the conversation outside of the broadcast booth and stats and analytics and chatting with your buddy in the stands watching a hockey game. You need to get on social media. You need to contact BC Hockey. If cages aren't going away, then officiating needs to step up and put four guys on the ice, whether the teams want to pay the bill or not. And then the punishment for bad hits needs to be a lot more firm. Two games for a vicious check to the head is not good enough. We have video at every game now. I know they use it. Look it up. Watch the hit. Maybe they need to come up with a system that says that player has a concussion. He's going to miss a month. The player that threw the hit, he needs to miss that same month. I want to hear your thoughts. Do you agree with me? Did I go off on a tirade for no reason? Do you agree? Disagree? I want to know about it. Hit me up on Twitter, Jordan Smith underscore 86. I'll be posting us on the Cougars social media as well. It's probably where you're going to find it, but hit me up on my personal. This isn't really a Cougars podcast. This is more someone in a position to watch a lot of VI games, a lot of junior B games and see how the cages are going sideways so fast. I don't want to see kids get hurt. I don't want to see kids with permanent injuries as concussions have every potential to do that. And I need to see that these adults in position of authority do something about it. Slapping cages on isn't good enough. Either take the cages off and let the players deal with it on the ice like they have for a hundred years of this game and it's worked. Or leave the cages on, give the referees better tools, give them better direction, and move forward. Four referees on the ice all the time. The teams that don't want to pay for it, suck it up. Do a bottle drive. I don't care. 
player safety is more important than paying a couple extra hundred dollars a night for a referee. So hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think. Jordan Smith underscore 86. And maybe BC Hockey will listen to this. They'll take what I think. And they'll either throw it out the window or maybe they'll look at this from a different angle. Because as far as I'm concerned, the money isn't worth the safety of another kid's uh, potential serious injury. And my peers, I know there's a few of you who wholeheartedly agree with me. There's a few that have played devil's advocate. And there's a few that have been told to stay quiet because the team doesn't want them to get involved. That's fair enough. This is kind of a touchy subject, but I have a history of ruffling feathers and maybe these feathers need to be ruffled to make things better. So thanks for listening. Let me know if you think I'm way off base, if I'm completely off my rocker, or if you agree with me. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Good night.